Hi, everyone, and welcome back for episode 22 of the Simply Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? Oh, come on, more energy than that. How are we doing, everybody? <laughs> We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have the show for you. I, uh, I really wanted to run that bit longer on you. Just see how many times you could go, come on, dude. Like, more than that, you're like, how are we doing, everybody? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll level Eventually. with you. I'm getting all frothy about the thought of sushi. Ew. Like, I'm just, I <laughs> why want are you, Why are you I want frothy? It. Oh, which, I'll tell you why. Never mind, I don't want to it's, know. I was going to say which part of you is frothy. It's raw meat in my mouth, and that's just Ew. what I'm hankering for. <laughs> it's like a Pavlovian Sushi, of course. Response, sushi, you know? sushi. Talking about sushi. Yeah, the Pavlovian response of just the taste of raw fish on your tongue. <laughs> yeah. Get you all watery. That's horrendous. Uh, this week we've got a little bit of downtime between significant releases. Uh, <laughs> I just totally manipulate it and just be like, it said here, Colin from Simply One Podcast is homophobic. He says <laughs> that liking raw meat is horrific. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Why is that? <laughs> wait. What? No. Uh, you interrupted me. Like, yep. Yeah, that's our whole thing. <laughs> that's basically what the show is. Uh, no, so this week we have a bit of downtime between significant releases, and we thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about cryptids and just general creatures in pop culture <laughs> with... Uh... <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and Chris made me put this in my notes, so everybody Sorry. don't forget to laugh here. Uh I wrote, what with Prey coming out this Friday? And he made me spell it coming as in the verb uh, and not <laughs> like like the sexual verb. Uh, coming out this Friday and Chris's cryptid corner creeping up on us with a deep dive on, and I put in quotes here, UFOs. Uf <laughs> I forgot I made you put that in there. I, I remember the coming, but I forgot the UFOs. Yeah. And then I put in brackets. Don't forget to laugh here. It's a joke, of course. She gets funny. me every time. <laughs> gets me every time. It's funny. He does comedy, everybody. <laughs> we got dots in here. We Dawson. got jokes. <laughs> we got a regular fucking George Carlin in the room, everybody. <laughs> Go fucking Yucko the Clown. <laughs> oh, fuck. Bozo the Clown over here. So, no, before we... <laughs> Before we talk about our favorite pop culture creatures, I have to say, uh, like talking about Buffo the Clown, I have the most horrendous story. And I honestly don't know if it's even appropriate for the podcast. Sorry, everybody. We decided that it was, in fact, not appropriate for the podcast. That is awful. That's horrendous. So before we talk about, you know, all these creatures in pop culture. Let's talk uh, about that creature in pop let's culture. Let's talk about that creature. Ah, beast of a thing. We have to discuss. We've got actually pretty light news, honestly. I was doing some research, and I thought since we'd had the big, uh, you know, Comic Con news last week, that we'd miss some stuff. But really, it's pretty, pretty uneventful. Though I do want to. This was new between me writing this and actually us getting here. Uh, really terrible breakneck turn into a, a segue here. Um, <laughs> hold on, I gotta. I want to pull up the all the info I need here. Obviously, I'll cut out the dead space here. Yeah, Nichelle Nichols, who was uh, Lieutenant Uhura in the original Star Trek series, passed away at 89 yesterday. Oh. So obviously a, a massive, um, like, that's a pretty major groundbreaking role, obviously in pop culture, but also just in general. Figure mm -hmm. That was in the mid to early 60s, and for her to be, you know, an African-American person playing a, like a, a 
a role that is also like the character was of like high stature. Yeah. Are you sending me fucking memes while I'm talking about someone passing away? No, I'm not. <laughs> then what is this? Um. First of all, the fact that you're scrolling memes while we're doing the podcast, you fuck. And second of all, I'm talking about an icon dying, and you're like, here's a bird with an egg stuck. You're a monster. <laughs> one, one, I wasn't How scrolling through memes. How disrespectful. I, honest to God, I was looking at, I had one uh, cryptid screenshot that I was going to talk about because I found it on my phone, and I was scrolling through, and I found that, and I just got the giggle, and I had to send it to you. You're the first thing I thought of, all right? Well, now let me make you feel like a piece of shit. Uh, according to a statement from Nichols' son, uh, Kyle Johnson, he said, Last night, my mother, Nichelle Nichols, succumbed to a natural causes and passed away. Her light, however, like the ancient galaxies now being seen for the first time, will remain for us and future generations to enjoy, learn from, and draw inspiration. Yikes. Yeah. So. R.I.P. You piece of shit. So the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. actually called her portrayal on the crew that it's like the first non-stereotypical role portrayed by a black woman in television history. And so even, you know, be, I mean, it's, it's strange to think about that something like Star Trek and like the civil rights movement and all of that really do all coincide. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, she was a major. And you figure her and, um, oh, my God, I just completely lost his name. Uh, William Shatner shared the first interracial kiss on television. Said, so, you know, just a really groundbreaking person. And yeah, it's a, obviously a terrible loss. But at 89, that's, you know, and it's nice that it it's sounds a, like it was, it was peaceful and yeah. she was with her family and it was natural causes. You know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a major, you know, sometimes you hear about like losing battles to cancer and that's never uh, obviously a peaceful way to go. But uh, yeah, and a, a bunch of people have gone on to, you know, share their, their thoughts. Like George Takai, who was um, Sulu, he posted a touching tribute. Um, Obviously, Zoe Saldana, who played Uhura in the new movies, posted some very nice things about her. Uh, and yeah, there's just been a bunch of people coming out talking about how much of a lovely person she was. And I know that she was one that always still went to the uh, all the different Comic Cons and things like that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. loved to interact with the fans. And so even at her, at her age, she was still out interacting with the fans and didn't seem like one of those people that kind of like hates the the attention she gets. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like not not to. Put put it in a bad way, but like Harrison Ford, he hates. Yeah, he hates Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I think it's 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 obviously a shame. It's a loss, but she had so much impact that it's not. Um, she won't be forgotten or lost. You know. Right. Are, are you good? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Just as I'm talking about her, all I hear is you adjusting your mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 um, sorry. No, you're good. But. uh yeah, so that was that. I didn't have any of that written down. That was like I said, I I saw that after I'd already prepared the news. Um, but I thought that's definitely, definitely something that you got to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. No, all serious. R.I.P. Rest in peace. So, and, and, yeah, and there's no good way to segue out of a, uh, of a in memoriam. Uh, so I'm just going to jump into uh, the fact that Jason Momoa announced on Instagram that he and Ben Affleck would be starring alongside each other in the upcoming Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> uh, which is currently scheduled to release on March uh, in March of 2023. Um, mm -hmm. Now, this is news insofar as we knew that Ben Affleck would appear as Batman in The Flash, in the Flash which is now due out in June of next year. Uh, and it honestly had kind of made it sound the way that it was announced and his, uh, just the things he said publicly, that like he was done with the character. And then when everybody heard about The Flash, we, everybody was like, okay, well, maybe... That's his last appearance um, 
and it'll be like, they'll do some multiversal stuff. Hey, we need you to come in just so we can clean up the story and replace you, right? That kind mm. of thing. Um, but now it sounds like, I mean, he's going to show up in other projects, and it makes me wonder, after he, uh, you know, made a public announcement that, like, I am retiring from this role, and he made that announcement back in 2019, I find it funny that they're, they keep luring him back in. And it's like, are they throwing money at him, or is he having a change of heart? Is there a different management that maybe he thinks he can do it? Because I know that between um, Batman v Superman and Justice League, he was having a lot of personal issues. You figure that's when he went to like his alcoholism and went to um, rehab, and he had his divorce from Jennifer Garner uh, and things like that. And he just it was a really tumultuous time in his life. And um, he actually was originally supposed to star in the Batman, and he wrote the original script for the Batman. And obviously, it, it changed probably probably pretty drastically from what he had originally written. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he showed his script to somebody and they were like, yeah, and he was supposed to direct it as well. And he showed the script that he had to somebody at, at Warner Brothers and they were like, I really like this, but uh, if you do this, you'll drink yourself to death if you have to do this and go through what you just did in the last like four years. And so he kind of decided that, yeah, he needed to step away from it. I didn't know that he uh, wrote it. Yeah. so I mean, so... Not the one that we ended up getting. Right, but like a mock-up of it? Yeah, he was originally, yeah, he was going to direct, write, and star in, in the Batman, which did eventually become the, the Batman version that we got. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting a, a text. Um, that looked It looked important at first, but we're okay. What was that, um, my meme? No. Allegedly. Uh, I, said look, I, I said it looked important. Um <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we're getting old Benny Affleck back as Batman, and I think I, I just I wonder. Like I said, are they are they luring him back in? Is he in a better spot? Is he gonna continue to play the Batman? I figure it. Excuse me. I figure it is probably something that has to do with money. Yeah, they're just they're paying him enough to come back. Everybody's got yeah. their price, you know. But hopefully, they're doing easier stuff, and you know he's over yeah. his. Uh... There's a this battle with the alcohol and everything like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not. I don't keep up too much on uh, like celeb gossip and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was pretty public about the fact that he did go to rehab and all that, and um, he does seem to be in a better place. He and uh, Jennifer Lopez, right, just got married. Okay. And so I would, so I think he's he's probably in a better place. So which is good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested to see it. I I had more fun watching the original Aquaman than I did watching any of the other uh, DC movies, other than maybe Wonder Woman, the original recipe. But uh, so I mean, I'll, I'll go see Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, especially. I I didn't dislike Ben Affleck's Batman. I just disliked the movies he was in. Sure. So I, I'm I'm interested to see how he interacts outside of like it's very barely the Snyderverse now. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see how he plays. And he might only be a, a brief role. But I do think uh, the last thing I wanted to point out about this is that apparently the whole reason it became known is because they were caught on set by a fucking Warner Brothers tour group, like a lot tour. <laughs> where you just get in a bus and get torn around like Warner Brothers Studios. Uh-huh. And like, why the fuck was it not a closed set? And like a bus tour can just roll up on Ben Affleck and Jason Momoa and just be like, oh yeah, you guys are 
fucking Batman and Aquaman, and this is the Aquaman set. I just imagine them, uh, oh, no, we should be fine leaving this door open. Oh, fuck. That's oh, a bus. Fuck. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's oh, a bus. Damn it. And I just love the, the contrast between that and then to hear, like, somebody talk about a Marvel movie and hearing them just do tap dancing, trying to avoid the fucking Disney snipers, you know? <laughs> Where they're like, as soon as I make a make a wrong slip, I'm off. I'm done. Yeah. And then you just got fucking Warner Brothers raw dog and it letting a tour bus roll in. They're <laughs> <laughs> just fuck it. Well, what are you gonna do? You know, man. You know, that's just you know the difference. That's what between we the two studios. That's what we call in the biz. The biz. The biz. Uh, <laughs> just... Talking about Marvel, uh, the Hollywood Reporter has revealed exclusively, as they put it, they got the scoop uh, that Avengers King Dynasty is going to be directed by the Shang-Chi director, Destin Daniel Cretton. Oh, okay. Yeah, so apparently in the wake of like Shang-Chi's success, Marvel and Cretton penned some sort of deal together. Uh, I didn't get a lot of details on what that deal entailed, other than that it's why we have multiple projects confirmed to be in development with him, um, can, including him co-creating that Wonder Man series that we're waiting to hear more about. Yes. Uh, and then a sequel to Shang-Chi, and then, of course, the first of the two Avengers films that are going to come out in 2025. Um, and the other thing about the fact that we're getting those two Avengers films the Russo brothers who've done quite a bit for Marvel um, figure they did Winter Soldier, Civil War and then Infinity War and Endgame they've been pretty vocal that they would like to do a Secret Wars movie Uh, and Kevin Feige like came out and basically was like yeah they're not involved with Secret Wars Which sucks, because I really like the Russo brothers. But also, can you believe anything that comes out of Kevin Feige's mouth at this point? And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just sure. his whole job is, you know, smoke and mirrors and, you know, misdirection, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe the fact that he's saying that is like, are they involved? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pay no mind to the man behind the mirror, you know, behind the <laughs> curtain. But yeah, so I'm kind of excited because... Uh, the fucking fights in Shang-Chi are very, like, very intense, very exciting, pretty creative. Uh, he, he shoots action very well. Uh, and so I'm like, ooh, that'd be kind of cool to see a big scale, you know, something like an Avengers level movie um, with that, that style of fighting included in yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to be the first one to say it. All right. I'm very excited for all the Marvel that's about to come out. Yeah. But it also feels a little overwhelming. Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, this is a lot. Like, I feel like I'm. It's almost yeah, going to feel like a chore to make sure I'm on it and keep up. Keep with up it. on it. Yeah. That's what I worry about, too, because you figure they they announced the next three phases, basically. Well, the rest of this phase and then the next two phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's only going to get us through three years. So we're basically moving at a phase a year almost. Holy shit. They've gone plaid. And you figure it took. <laughs> It took him 10 years. Yes. It took him 10 years to do uh, the first three phases. Yeah. And now they're cramming that down into, you know, four years, basically. It just feels like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And like to see their. Go ahead. It's because of the Batman movie. They they listened to this. They listened to our podcast (laughs) and they said, oh, shit, they're onto something. They know it. They. Yeah. Like Chris, he was on it. So I'll take, uh, what's the one meme? Somebody bring me my money. money. (laughs) I'll take a paycheck here, please. 
Yeah, no, I agree. It does feel like a lot. And like to look it's at the right. release, like the cat, yeah, the, the timelines that they put up on the screens and stuff. It's like, man, that is, that is a lot. And then to add on the fact that like, you know, cause it's a lot of them are like Disney plus series and things like that to keep up on. So it's not just a, I got to go see a movie. It's a week after week. I've got to keep up on the show. Yeah. And then depending on how t- packed in they are, it might overlap and you've got to keep up on two shows. And then we're both Star Wars people. So then there's going to be Star Wars shows coming up. I worry that I'm going to get like a sensory overload. and I'm going to start making decisions on what I, what media I want to actually enjoy and consume. Um, and yeah, and it's like, at what point does recreation become a job, you know? And what scares me is I already have a massive fucking list to catch up on. Right. Yeah, so now you're going to get outpaced. I don't know, man. We could just quit our jobs and do this full time. Yeah, I'm down. We just got to also make money off of this, though. Eh, money, money. Let's just... Money, money. We'll just start putting ads in it every fucking every fucking (laughs) ten minutes. It's just a slog to get through. What is it? Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Yeah, I always see shit for Blue Chew. It's like basically Viagra. (laughs) And like I'm seeing that everywhere. Have you ever heard of cookies? (laughs) No. That's that's so cookies is like you're fucking the internet and stuff learns from what you look at and is like knows what to advertise to you. So why why does the uh, internet think it's got to advertise uh, little, blue, little blue pills to you? Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked it, make sure you tell your friends. Word of mouth is a huge thing for us. Oh man, speaking uh, of word of mouth. If you huh? hands on some blue chew, send them my way. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. I like you like you never heard of Blue Chew and I'm like, "Nope." Uh, like, oh man, it's everywhere and I'm like, "I wonder why." <laughs> not not everywhere, you know. I just Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's jokes, you know. There's old George Carlin again. <laughs> Yucko the clown. Bozo the clown. Yeah. Uh and then honestly, when I was I wasn't joking, it's a pretty brief news week. My last piece here is uh we got news on the GTA 6 protagonists. Yeah, it, uh, aren't we playing as a as GTA is one of their first women protagonists? Yeah, so yeah. GTA 6 is reportedly going to be the first 3D game of the series uh, that has a female protagonist because the first game in the original like, you know, in the in the series was like the 2D top down, you know, and it yeah. did have a female protagonist. So this is the first of the 3D games, and apparently the story is going to be heavily inspired by Bonnie and Clyde. And Ooh. so it's going to feature a couple who rob banks together. Um, and so it sounds like from, you know, this was a, a report from um, oh shit, Bloomberg uh, on GTA on, sorry, um, was the company fucking Rockstar. And they were yes. talking about their, you know, their progress on GTA six, because it's kind of the next big thing that they're looking for out of them as a company. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the success of GTA five from a money standpoint, we want to see how GTA six does. Well, uh, it sounds like we're probably going to see a return of that concept of just the switching characters on the fly, kind of like we yeah. saw in GTA Five, which uh, I which like. I think, <clears throat> yeah, and I and I don't mind the idea of it only being two people because then you get to be a little bit more fleshed out with each of them, as opposed to having to worry about fleshing out three characters altogether, right? And potentially skimping on any of them. You can okay. I did well, feel now like we can I focused on two of them. 
I say I did feel like I skipped a lot out on uh, Trevor and GTA yeah, Five. Same. I played as Franklin and Michael a lot, which sucks because yeah. I really like Trevor's character. But I, yeah, yeah, no. I think a lot of Trevor uh, was more interesting to interact uh, with Trevor as opposed to as Trevor. Yeah. Did you just fart? No way. Because I swear to God, I heard just a. Oh, it's my my chair. Uh, like, I, I swear, sure, and you just can't recreate it. <laughs> like when you try and step on the creaky floor, but it was the floor. I swear. Uh huh. I farted. Is that what you want to hear me say? <laughs> I shed it in my pants. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> that's something I got to talk about. Oh Jesus! The fact that shitting your pants is like a oh Eureka. Can I finish <laughs> yeah. talking about GTA Six real quick? I su- I suppose. All right, we'll put a pin in the poop in your pants story. So the launch version of GTA 6 is said to take place in a Miami-like city, so probably okay. a return to Vice City. Yes. Uh, and its surrounding areas, with more missions and cities themselves being added over time. So I don't know if it's DLC or if it's like a games-as-a-service kind of thing, where just over time they're going to add content to keep you coming back. I'm curious if... They are recreating Vice Vice City, but I also know mm-hmm. Los Santos was like the biggest map they've ever made. So I'm curious yeah. if they're like you're saying they're going to add expansions to the map, or if they're just going to make everything super interactable, like all the shops on the street. Well, so <clears throat> so that was one of the things uh, that apparently I I thought I copy pasted the quote. Uh, basically, they said something to the effect that's going to bother me. Hold on, I'm going to try and pull it up. But basically, that it has the most uh, interiors uh, of any game that they've ever made. Mm. Good. So I'd be Which okay with them keeping it a smaller map, but a more smaller map. But yeah, exactly. If like the square footage of places I can go is higher, that'd be cool. Yeah. Kind of how they talked. I mean, granted, it didn't end up being the case, uh, but kind of how they talked about um, uh-huh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That like. Yes, it was a small map relative to like some of the other open world games, but because mm-hmm. of the sheer number of buildings that you could go into and the levels of the buildings, there is honestly quite a bit of area that you can explore. Um, so uh, yeah, kind of like you're saying, I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if that was the case that they went with here. Let's see here. Is this in here? Yeah, let's see. Uh, so apparently, yeah, per the report, the game is Project, or sorry, codenamed Project Americas due to the fact that the original plan would include huge territories based on both North and South America, but that was later scrapped mm. in part to reduce crunch for employees. So mm. it's not, it sounds like it's going to be more localized to just the Miami area. Mm. Um, where's that spot here? So. I was hoping to see that. Uh, what is it whenever you have like, you're shooting something in like South America or Mexico. There's always like that yeah, the, yellow the, filter, the Breaking Bad, yeah, orange filter for New Mexico, you know, for Mexico. Yeah, I was hoping to see a little bit of that. Hmm, now I can't find the quote here, but yeah, it was something to do with the fact that yeah, the interiors. It was the most interior, like accessible interiors uh, in the series. Then I'd be cool with it. Yeah, now, but yeah, well, yeah. Either way, I'd be cool with it. And I don't mind, depending on how they do it, I don't want it to become a nickel and diming thing, but I'm okay with uh, maybe them combining the idea of 
GTA Online, you know, the fact that they slowly keep rolling out content so that you come back to keep playing the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, as long as there's, you know, worthwhile content to come back to, and it's not like, okay, well, they're, they keep producing stuff for this game, but it doesn't feel like I'm getting any money's worth out of it. Sure. You know, I don't want it to become a hollow thing because I think it's a, a dangerous game to play of like the games as a service. Bah. But yeah. yeah. Now, so let me tell you. Yeah, tell me about you shitting your britches. <clears throat> yeah, well, let me take you back to where it all started. Oh, right? fuck. It was a nice it summer was day. 2001. <laughs> yeah. No. So, um, I was driving home from work. And uh, a buddy called and I was like, hey, you know, you want to you want to come over, catch up, grab a beer. You know, we haven't talked in a while. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, one of my good high school friends. And uh, so I went over and we had a beer and we're just sitting there talking. And uh, a couple beers later, we're still, ta- you know, hanging out, talking. And uh, he was like, oh, hey, you want to go to the bar? And I was like, yeah, sure. And the bar, you know, la da da Next thing you know, you know, we got drunk and then I came home. And uh, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and uh, first things first, I'm like, oh, yes, I, I must shit. So I walk over, start spraying the bowl, and then I'm like sitting there scrolling on TikTok, you know, watching everything, and my stomach starts to gurgle, and I'm like, ah, right on cue. So I, you know, flush the toilet so I'm not throwing up in a shit-filled toilet, stand up, give it a minute. And then, you know, I put my hands on my knees and the second I throw up, I shit myself <laughs> and like I, my head like jolted up fountain at the park, you know, just coming out <laughs> of different directions. My head jolted up and instantly I started crying. Yeah, you got to. And then, and then I just got in the shower and I still went to work. Like I well, just, yeah, you're, you got to, but man, Jesus, uh, it's called the liquor shits, baby. Yeah, those were not fun. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just scary because it snuck up on me. You know, <laughs> I trusted myself more than I should have. But say, lovey, <laughs> just one time when I was like eleven, I did the same thing except I wasn't plastered. I was sick. <laughs> Word, and uh, <laughs> my fucking mom left. Myself and my sit, my older sister, alone. Like she had to go to the tire shop or something. I don't remember. Mom had to get the oil changed or whatever. But basically, you know, tells my sister, you, you know, you're in charge of your brother. Keep an eye on. I'm sick. I should be pretty easy to manage. I'm just going to lay on the couch, and be sad, right? Right. And uh, I get up and I go running into the bathroom because I'm going to puke. And we had a bucket like just inside the bathroom door, so I knew like mm. I just got to get to the bucket, you know. And so I go sprinting in there, and I drop down on my hands and knees, and I start puking in the bucket, and I just poop all <laughs> over myself. And I mean, <laughs> there's just so much of it, and it's running down the leg of my fucking uh, boxer briefs, and I'm just crying. And my fucking mean old sister is just pointing and laughing at me, which uh, makes it worse, you uh, know, and I'm crying, and I'm crying and puking. And every time I like puking crying and puking. And then there's some pooping in there too. Every time I heave, just more shit pushes out. (laughs) 
And like, I can't do anything because I'm actively like violently vomiting. Right. And so then I just like, I, I'm like, help me. And she's like, no, <laughs> yuck, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a and human so, being. <laughs> not an animal. <laughs> so I just fucking got up eventually and like shuffled into the bathroom <laughs> and just got After in the all. bathtub. I just imagine you crawling out. Basically, I mean, I I didn't. I crawled in, so I'm like, because I'm worried about it getting on the fucking carpet and stuff. So I'm trying to get up over onto the linoleum. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. And that bitch didn't even listen to You have a thousand yard stare. You have a thousand yard stare while you tell the story. It's just so traumatizing. Yeah, just the fucking the wave flashback. You know, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but you know who hasn't shit their pants hard like that? Liars, they haven't. <laughs> Say that. Oh, but moving on, switching gears. If you were all finished. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm set, baby. So, for the past, well, excuse me, allow me to take a couple steps back. Welcome back to well, Chris's. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You pumped the brakes, my guy. We're not Whoa. in Chris's cryptid corner yet. Well, all right. This is this isn't a dedication to you. We're going to talk about <laughs> cryptids and creatures in pop culture, as I stated, and then you can tell us whatever you have when we get to the "What You Thinking About" section. All right, my apologies. I'm so- sorry, Charlie Murphy. I was having too much. I was having too much fun. I'm trying to hijack this son of a bitch. <laughs> so, with creatures and cryptids in pop culture in mind. Yes. Which is pretty a wide net that we cast on purpose. You know, it could be a fucking internet meme, it could be a movie, it could be a TV show, it could be a video game, it could be a fucking radio show from the 30s. Yes. What do you, what you, what you got for me? Um, so... Oh, shit, hold on. Let me get out of all my stuff Born. I had pulled up. Uh, <clears throat> yep. No, no, no. <laughs> Blue Chew. <Me>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> deleting blue chew. <laughs> just have pictures pulled up and I'm just looking at it. <laughs> what the fuck? No, it's not. Yeah, blue chew if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait a second, I'll load <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did come pretty empty-handed with this because uh, Cryptic Corner is pretty big, busy today. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and start off, him? Huh? <laughs> I thought you were ready today. <laughs> I thought I was too. Well, <laughs> I like that. As soon as I brought up the topic, you're like, I didn't know you were gonna throw a curveball at me. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally the topic we discussed. I like that you're just chronically unprepared. <laughs> easy, easy. Good gracious. Now we're going to sit here and wait. I got to send an email here real quick. You go ahead and <laughs> find what you're doing. We'll wait. You send an email to the next co-host. <laughs> email my dad. Dad, I think you're on, bud. <laughs> you're on deck. The Legends of Bigfoot. I'm um, doing Bigfoot. I gathered. Yeah. The Legends of Bigfoot. Wait, wait, wait. Go so back. are you are you just reading what Bigfoot the cryptid is, or are you going to talk about him in movies and stuff? Oh, well, I just figured I'd start off with 
what Bigfoot is, who he is, and where he came from, and then I was going to talk about the game Bigfoot. All right, word. Yeah. So, the legends of Bigfoot go back beyond rec- recorded history and cover in the world. In North America, and particularly the Northwest, you can hear tales of seven-foot-tall hairy men stalking the woods, occasionally huh. scaring campers, lumberjack hikers, and the like. That just sounds like homeless people. <laughs> I was going to say, it's just a On big stilts. man. Yeah. <laughs> I got a... I got a I got it's a just well, two we, hairy hobos on one <laughs> on the other one's shoulders, like they're trying to get into an adult movie. Scaring campers, <laughs> making them drop their stuff. Um, Bigfoot is known by many titles uh, with many different cultures, although the name Bigfoot is generally uh, attributed to the mountainous western region of North America. The common name Sasquatch comes from Sam Squanch. Um, Sam Squanch. The Salish Squatists, while the, oh my god, Olgonquin of the north central region of the continent refer it to a Whitico or Wendigo. Oh, shit. Um, Other nations tell a large creature that, much like a man, but imbued with powers and characteristics. Um, The northern plains believe that the Rougarou appeared in times of danger and other nations. Um, okay, hold on, it just stops. There's a picture. Hold on. I like. <laughs> we could probably well, just like it. The game Bigfoot. Like people know what Bigfoot is. Well, I, all right. I mean, if you're interested in bringing up the history of everything, that's cool. But I didn't I just, plan I, on doing that for everybody. Uh, yeah, I just let me see. Let me pull up the video game. <laughs> you just start playing the game, and you're like, "All right, so I'm walking <laughs> through the woods." And you just start giving us. It's not even a video. You're just giving us play by play, like descriptive audio for the <laughs> yeah. deaf or for the blind. I'm setting up cameras. Um. No, oh so- shit! He's got me! He's got me! <laughs> Colin, where are you? No, so Finding Bigfoot is the video game. It looks like here it was made back in 2017, so a little bit ago. Um, let's see. The directors are Dimitri and Stanislav Zinkinko? Zinkinko? No, I don't know, man. I'm trying my best. All right. Wait, so um, are you talking about Finding Bigfoot or the game that you and I play? The game you and I play. The game you and I play is just called Bigfoot. Oh, word. Well, it's... <laughs> Finding Bigfoot here has everything of what we're talking about. And it's playing videos. Shit, they're putting out a new Yellowstone Park map. Yeah, dude, I saw that. We gotta play that. No, so it looks like it still yeah. came out in 2017. It's developed by Cyberlight Game Studio. Yeah. And the engine's Unreal Engine. But basically, yeah. I mean, you and I play this you shit play all the time. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, but basically you're playing as you can either play as Bigfoot or as the hunter, which I'm not going to yeah. lie, playing as the hunter is a little more fun. Yeah. Um, But you have it's a lot more fun to have the AI play Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many days do you have? I don't know that you really got a time limit. 
I, but he gets harder. But there's like there's limited supplies. Yeah. 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 So he, the longer he gets it goes, more aggressive. The, the longer it goes, the the worse off you are. Yeah. But you're trying to. I'll tell you what. He's a fucking tank. He is, dude. But the the whole premise of it is you're trying to kill him, right? Trying to take him out. And and, and uh, you're, is it are the victory conditions that you kill him or you get like the pictures of like basically all the evidence of Bigfoot and what happened to those campers? I th- I think so. If so, I haven't won it that way. We've always no. We've always won by killing them. Yeah, but the thing is, is like finding all the evidence. Uh, we actually we got all the bodies because there's like yeah, there's a group of campers that went and they all died and you know, but they went missing, quote unquote. And you find all of them, and we found all the bodies, but there was still other stuff to be found, like clues and evidence. But um. Yeah, so you're just trying to collect as much info and everything like that. Uh, but it's this huge park, and um, you got to set up cameras, booby traps, bait. But he can also set up traps where it's like uh, one of those traps in the tree where you step on the rope and it yeah, grabs yeah, your yeah. ankle. Snare. Yeah. You know, a bunch of stuff like that. But man, like, he will it's rock intense. your shit. Yeah, it's, it's intense. He comes stomping out of the woods all of a sudden at you. And you're just, we scream like bitches. We're swinging and running and shooting, and it's not great. But we came down to the conclusion. Good. Sorry, good. He he can pull fucking streets, like the the signs up, and just throw them at you like a spear. Yeah, yep. It's just, it gets so, it's like, it feels like a survival game where you're just walking through like a big national park or whatever, and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, here's some ammo or whatever. Because the graphics are pretty nice. The graphics are decent, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just Bigfoot just beating you like a chimpanzee does with like the hammer fist, you know, (laughs) and throwing street signs at you like a spear. And you're trying to hit him with a flare gun and you're just screaming at each other. Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. You're like, what the fuck? He's on me. He's on me. (laughs) And then he just dips again. And you're like, man, I guess we just keep walking, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is he away? Yeah, everybody just goes, oh, all right. (laughs) As we were. Yeah, are you good? You good? Med kit? No, I'm good. All right. Just keep fucking walking. And it's brutal. When someone dies, you've got to, like, basically perform a ritual to get them back. Yeah. And so when they're dead, they're dead for the most part. Yeah, it's so. We've only done the ritual, like, twice. Yeah. Because you've got to find all these things and put them on the altar and then get your buddy's body back to the altar. And if it's just you and somebody else playing while you're carrying them, you're defenseless. Yeah. It's hardcore. It's a lot of fun though, and it's it right is. now it's only got the two maps, right? But now, or is this is this Yellowstone map out now, or is it coming out? It looks like it's a new trailer is out, but I don't know if the. Let me see. I'm pulling up in my library right now. Yeah. What about you? While I'm doing this, which one do you got? Uh, so I honestly, I was going to talk about the Bigfoot game as well. So you kind of took one off my plate, which is fine. But also thinking about Bigfoot in video games, uh, Bigfoot in Red Dead. Oh, yeah, I've, I, I've never seen him, but. So I, he's I remember in hearing about that. Um, he's, he's in Undead Nightmare for the first Red Dead. Well, I say mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption as opposed to Red Dead Revolver. But yeah, so um, and like the whole thing turns out that like he wants you to kill him because like all, everybody, his whole species has been hunted. And is gone, and he's just sad that he's the last one alive. And you're like, Jesus. I feel bad. Yeah. And so it's like killing him 
just wipes out a species, but leaving them alive is like, oh man, I don't know what the right choice is here. Because you originally go um, off hunting him, and then you find out that he can speak and is like sentient. The Yellowstone Park is not out yet. It is just those two maps. I got you. Okay. But the so trailer. Like a winter park and then yeah. like a, like a run of a redwood. Yeah, the redwood. You there? Yeah, sorry. My computer's acting odd and making me very nervous. Sorry. Okay, it's, it seems to be working fine now. Not in the middle of recording. Not again. Not like this. Uh, so I've got the Wendigos from Until Dawn. Oh, yeah. That was a really good game. You're the one who introduced me to that game. Yeah. So Until Dawn's basically, um, for people that don't know, it's like basically take a, a, a teen horror movie of like, you know, a cabin in the woods and something spooky happens and all these high schoolers who are horny and drunk and whatever have to like survive. And you've got all the archetypes of like the jock and the nerd and the, you know, the quote unquote slutty one uh, and like the, you know, the, the, the main character girl, like the la the final girl, like from a slasher movie and things like that. Um, and it's a really fun game, and it's the whole premise is like you play as different characters at different points, um, and if they die, the game just keeps going, and that's just part yeah. of your story, right? And the spoiler alert for this game that's uh, like five years old now, uh, the whole thing it turns out to not be a slasher; it's actually a monster movie or a game, and you're being chased and killed and hunted by Wendigos mm -hmm. up in the mountains, uh, and. Chris, since you're our, our local cryptid specialist, what are Wendigos? No. Shit. Pulled up there? No, I don't. Fuck! Just <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally hit cap block, and it's just Wendigo. <laughs> Wendigos! Uh, Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit which originates from the folklore of Plains and the Great Lakes natives, as well as some of the First Nations. Um, it's an evil spirit it says they just hunt people. It's a symbol, but they're a symbol of danger and of selfishness. Selfishness. Yeah. And they, they possess the ability to mimic. Is that correct? Let me see here. Let me see here. Let me, let me fact check this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Pull that up. <laughs> Jamie, yep. pull that up. That is correct. Yeah. They can, they can mimic voices. But yeah, so it's they're pretty scary in that game, and then it's a PlayStation. Is it a PlayStation exclusive until dawn? I think I believe it is. It's either a PlayStation no. exclusive or it's only on PlayStation and computer. I don't know. Uh, it might be on Steam. I don't recall though. But uh, it has sections where like you have to hold the controller perfectly still, and there's a the whole oh final section god. is like just several checks on that, and you're like, my god, this is. This is scary. And, like, I tried the, the sheet of, like, just set it on the coffee table, but they make the controller vibrate, and so then it bounces it around. It's so fuck fucking... It fuck that's, yeah. That's okay. what I did, and that's how I killed three people by accident. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, fuck this. Well, fuck. Yeah. But no, it's really good, and they make the Wendigos very scary. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Good God. Uh, what's your next one there? Oh, uh, well, first I was going to say, the because... And what I'm looking at about Wendigos, they come in very different shapes and looks, I guess. Yeah, different depictions. But the one from Until Dawn was 
kind of like Gollum. Yeah. Except more lengthy. Did you play the Resident Evil games? Uh, the only one I've played was... Uh... Village? No, I played one before that. Bio... Biohazard? Yeah, it could have been. Resident Evil 7, where you're in like the, the swampy house. Yeah, yeah, I played that yeah. one. That was the pretty first good. first-person shooter. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, so, so then this will be lost on you, but there's some people that might know this. There's an, an enemy type in the, some of the original Resident Evil called Lickers. <laughs> and they're very <laughs> liquor. Yeah, L I. Yeah, it's because their tongues are like razor sharp, and they whip you with them. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna pull up a picture of one. I'm gonna send it to you. You'll go, liquor, oh, I barely oh, know oh, her. <laughs> this this picture kind of sexy. Easy. <laughs> well. <laughs> Look at the mouth she's, on that thing. She's single or what? <laughs> but no, some, that, that's kind of the closest thing I could think of. Like, here's one of it on the wall. This is good content. Me sending you pictures and you going, oh, well. Oh, yeah, those things are meaty, too. They got no skin, but they still got yeah, the no skin. So it's all the muscle. Yeah, and their brains just exposed, which seems like a flaw. Well, that's a video game. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's the thing that I always think of is because like they've got those razor claws, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> well, taking what you said, segueing it into my next one, uh, when you said yeah. shapeshifters, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's a proper name for it, and I don't know too much about it, but it is a lot in pulp, cur- pulp culture nowadays. Um, originally starting in the film The Thing, it is a shapeshifting alien. Yeah. Uh, that's trying to essentially plague the earth. Uh, I think the original one came out like what in the fifties and then they did a reboot in the eighties and that one was really popular. Yeah. Um, and they did a weird like prequel sequel and like yeah. 2010 or 2008, something like that. But so the, the whole premise behind this and it's in the game, uh, it was super popular for a little bit among us. Yeah. The same concept of kind of like that. Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, not like a killer, kind of, but it's an alien, right? But so, yeah, so and kind of playing on that that paranoia of it could be any of us, right? Right. And which, uh, from a from a historical or like societal standpoint, makes sense that in the 50s and 80s, uh, that would be popular because of things like the Red Scare. The idea of the enemy could be just your neighbor. Yeah. And the fear of communism spreading. That's probably why it was really popular and scary at the time. <laughs> yeah. But so, I just think that one's really cool um, of pop culture. You know, basically the whole, I mean, the movie and the game. If you've ever played the game Among Us or seen the movie The Thing. Um, Red it's is just sus, telling, I know that. Red is sus. Um, yeah, I know the memes. <laughs> I've, played, uh, I've played a couple games. I wasn't good at it. Oh, dude, I used to play the shit out of that game, and then it became... I do remember, so I do remember one time you and I played it together. Yes! And yeah, I, I was the killer. So good. No, 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 when I was, and you, and like, I helped you and stuff, and then I just, mm-hmm. I got, and you were like... <gasps> you I was so bitch. mad. I remember there was one I was playing, and you were playing with me. 
and you know yeah. everyone's typing in the chat and i had to go run and take a piss real quick and there was an emergency meeting and it I, it it was me but i had everyone convinced it wasn't and so i came back and i was like it wasn't me it wasn't me yes, i swear yeah. and they all voted me already and they're like no yeah. i'm so sorry and then, and I, then was. It was I was you. i yeah. was pissed <laughs> i had that game in my hands and i was in my prime I remember we got it. There was uh, in that probably in that same session because I think I've only ever played it in that one sitting. Uh, yeah, you and I were playing, and it was like you, me, and two other people. And there's only one killer left, and it was you. Uh huh. And I figured out that it had to be you. And I'm like, and they were trying to pin it on me, and I'm like, no, no, no. And I, I literally pulled out the vote him. If not him, then me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you were like, you son of a bitch. As that works every fucking time laying out the detective work too I'm like you were with this person i was with this person blah blah blah. you know I'm laying it it's gotta be him if it's not him then it's me like, <laughs> all right all right and they voted you and you were like mm, motherfucker yeah i was so mad but yeah you're right the, it's i think the memes kind of it just became a lot of like kids and shit mm-hmm. but no i do i do like the concept of like a shapeshifter the idea that it could be just, like I said, it could be you, you know? Yeah. Including that eeriness at the end of the thing where they, uh, you know, he, he takes the drink and is looking at his, his compatriot there, and there's that theory that he uh, offered his friend the, the whiskey, but it was actually kerosene from where he was making the Molotov cocktails. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his buddy takes a, a big swig of the, the liquor, and so then, and he kind of gives him that look. And so the theory is that like he was giving him the kerosene to test to see if it was his buddy or not, mm-hmm. and that the implication is it, it's it's the thing. And was this the one in the eighties? Yeah. When was that? The end of the movie when they get in the the snow truck and they're going to leave. Yeah. Oh no! And they crash into it. the building. Right. Well, and he offers his buddy the the kerosene or the sorry the the liquor. I hear you want you want a drink of the whiskey, mm-hmm. and he takes a big swig, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and it's kind of like, "All right, cool, we're good, we're gonna get out of here," you know. And uh, they, they're like, I can't think of the actor's name, um, Kurt Russell. Yeah, kind of has this this like long shot of his face where you're like, "This is it just why why are we hovering on his face?" And there's a fan theory that it's because he uh, he actually offered him kerosene instead of whiskey, and he took a big old drink of it. The fuck. My you got your little too, helpers. Yeah. And so, yeah, the theory is that it was actually kerosene. And since the thing just took a big old swig of the kerosene, it was like, mmm, whiskey. Yum. He now knows that it's actually the thing. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's just a fan theory. Sure. <laughs> it's just a theory. It's just a theory. A fan theory. These fucking dogs are losing their mind. I gotta see what's going on down there. Give me a moment. All right, cut the shit. I, uh... I don't know what we were talking about, uh, but I really hope that that mailman didn't, because the dogs got him. Are you there? Chris? Oh. You got your headphones on now, bud? Chris? There we go. My headphone uh, turned off. Jeez, Pete. Did you hear what I was saying? No. No. I said I'm back. Uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I hope that that mailman didn't have a family because the dog's got him. Whoa. <laughs> he seemed pretty old, so hopefully his family forgot about him already. That's what we can hope. 
No, we were talking about Bigfoot, weren't we? Or were we on to something else? Uh... <laughs> what did you have after I talked about Wendigos? Yeah. yeah. So the one I was going to talk about, that uh, cryptid that... Oh, we talked about the thing. We were on the thing. That's what it was. Yeah, you! You're... And so now it's actually my turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Because you talked about shape-shifting aliens, yeah. That's fine. I like that I completely blanked on Among Us. Like, just that whole bit about the thing was gone for a minute. I'm really Among shooken. Us. I've been shooketh by uh, witnessing a, a hardcore dog mauling. So, I was thinking about The Mothman, which, when I look up, like, Mothman movies, it really just brings up The Mothman Prophecy, which has almost nothing to do with The Mothman. You don't really see him in it. It mm-hmm. just follows, like, an author who happens to be, like, on the bridge when it collapses, and, and just the weird sightings and stuff leading up to the Mothman prophecy, like, the whole idea of, dude, this Mothman just fucking rolled up and was like, by the by, that bridge is gonna fucking collapse. And then he dipped. And then the bridge collapsed. Yeah. But the one that did come to mind when I thought about the Mothman was, oddly enough, Fallout 76. Yeah. He was like, in it a lot. Like, yeah, between the cult that's in Point Pleasant and then, obviously, you see Mo- you can summon Mothman himself, uh, and he's literally just a big moth. Like he doesn't really look like the Mothman, that, like the statue in, in Point Pleasant. Just a really big moth. Yeah, it kind of has like a little hunch. But that's about it. Yeah, but I I like like the Mothman as like just the weird experience of like he just rolls up in the '60s uh, and then like kind of reappears a little bit, and then just kind of hasn't really shown up again. Like, it's a such a weird, brief set of sightings, and then, like, that weird... The bridge collapsed in, like, 67, uh, and, like, 46 people died, and then, like, nothing. And then that was it. Yeah. Which I think adds to, like, the... Is this a real thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it's just this once nobody's making up tall tales about it. I was like, did he yeah, really just I, comment he's going to type I'm, on that? I'm sure, yeah, I mean, I'm sure in the area, people are always like, oh, I thought I saw the Mothman, you know? But on, mm-hmm. like, a large scale, yeah, no, it's a pretty contained experience, like I said, just over a couple of years leading up until the, the bridge collapse. In, uh, in fact, I think it's a year. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, from November 15th uh, to December 15th of the following year. So, yeah, just over a year. And then, like, yeah, it's just, that's it. Apparently... <laughs> He, he was added to Batman's rogues galleries as a villain. Fucking Mothman, what was he up to? He's called Killer Moth, but he's, he's literally, literally Mothman. So he's not fooling anybody? Yeah. Batman's a cryptid hater? <laughs> Batman just beating the shit out of Bigfoot. <laughs> the Mothman, the fucking White River Monster. <laughs> yeah. he's what was it? The, the skunk ape? <laughs> yeah, the Florida skunk ape. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, Mothman. Dope as shit. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like Mothman. I can get behind him. And apparently, like, everyone down there, like, everybody from uh, Virginia. Is it yeah. West Virginia or Virginia? In West Virginia. West Virginia. Everyone in West Virginia like, believes in it. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a Mothman uh, festival and shit. Yeah. In Point and it's Pleasant. just like, yeah, it's just like a thing that happens. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the Moth. Like, what do you mean? Of course yeah. it's real. Yeah, come on. So. He's almost like a folk, not a hero necessarily, but people think that, you know, it wasn't a malicious thing. He didn't make the bridge collapse. He was trying to warn people that the bridge was going to collapse. Yeah. And so there, people are like, he's a helper. He's you know? a hero. Yeah. But well, what do you got after that? <clears throat> so after that, another uh, cryptid uh, creature-ish I have that plays a lot in uh, 
pop culture is Krampus. Yeah. Yeah, so for those who don't know, Krampus is a goat-like demon from uh, mythology dating back in Germany who often showed up during uh, the Christmas season to punish bad kids. Um, <laughs> he's basically you know, bad Santa. He's, he's bad Santa. He shows up in the, you know, the 2015 movie Krampus. He also shows up in Amer- you know, a bunch of other stuff. But the 2015 film is really kind of what I wanted to touch on. Yeah. Because he looks fucking terrifying in that movie. Yeah, he does. Like, he, they kind of give him more of a Santa-ish look with, like, the red robe on the white beard. But he has, like, horns and this hood, and he has this huge hunch on him, and he's got, like, those evil hands that are just by his chest. He's got <laughs> hooves for feet. You know, yeah. Because he's goat. But, I mean, I remember that movie was kind of silly. Like, the movie wasn't too scary. But I, I remember the scenes where Krampus was in there gave me the willies. Yeah, it's a weird, like, almost a horror comedy. Yeah, because there were parts I was like, that's spooky. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and, yeah, and, like, everybody fucking dies. Well, they all come back at the end, but... Not really, they're inside the snow globe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, on his shelf. Yeah. But yeah, shit like that's terrifying. Like, I couldn't tell you why. Like, <laughs> I'll fuck with it. Anything get... demon? Like, I don't... <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you got if you got kidnapped by a mall Santa Claus one time and that's why. Listen, you're like I didn't think you were gonna bring. What happens in 06 stays in 06. All right, we don't talk about it. <laughs> I thought you agreed that you would. <laughs> no, but like I lied. <laughs> I lied. A lot of my friends here back in high school, we used to uh, always do like fucking ghost hunting. Right, we'd go to old spooky places. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun, don't get me wrong, but there were some points where I'd, just, I'd start sweating. I'm like, all right, man, this is... <laughs> this is getting scary. This is getting kind of scary, man, but I, I didn't want to seem like a bitch, so, you know... Right, yes, yeah, so you hung out. <laughs> I pushed through, but, man, yeah, I went home and my knees were shaking. That's <laughs> so like, i got to sit down for a little bit. Is there anybody here with us? Get out. And you're just... <laughs> <laughs> you're just sprinting down the steps. Yeah, I don't fuck around with that kind of stuff, man. Bad juju. A Ouija board? I, I, won't, I won't ever touch one. Yeah, Hasbro is uh, straight in contact with the other world, you know? Yeah, straight up. Straight up. Uh, I want to talk about, and we're now we're starting to stretch the boundaries of like what a cryptid is. Yes. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> I like, what did you think <laughs> I was going to bring up? I don't know why, and this is going to be <laughs> awful, and if we got to cut it, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, we decided that this had to be cut. Whoa. I like that energy. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Don't be afraid to make edits, you know? So, what is it? You, you know, you'll miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? That's right. But no, Slenderman is what I was going to talk about. So, obviously, oh, okay. Slenderman's not necessarily a cryptid. He's technically a creepypasta. But we had talked about off-air the idea of, like, modern folklore basically being like creepypasta. You know, the internet creates these oh. scary things, and especially with the invention of, like, YouTube and being able to just shoot a video on your phone and makes like a spooky short film and post it for everybody else to see. Well, <clears throat> I actually want to do a little bit of like history of Slenderman. Like you talked about a little bit with Bigfoot and bringing up what like the Wendigo is and things like that. Um, Cause apparently Slenderman started off as um, uh, like, a, like basically a creepy positive, but there was a, a creative Photoshop contest um, on something awful, which is a forum, 
And basically the idea was that they were supposed to do these photoshops of a paranormal picture, basically. And mm-hmm. so they took pictures from uh, that are like black and white photos of kids on playgrounds and put, you know, in the background, this weird, tall, slender man with no face, fe- no facial features and just strangely long limbs and a suit and and a suit. Exactly. And created this this lore behind it that he's a mythical creature depicted as a tall, thin figure wearing a black suit and a blank face. And according to legend, he can stretch or shorten his arms at will and has tentacle-like appendages protruding from his back. And depending on the interpretations of the myth, the creature can cause memory loss, insomnia, paranoia, coughing fits, uh, photograph-slash-video distortions, and he can teleport at will. Mm-hmm. And it's inspired a bunch of fan art, creepypastas, uh, mockumentary games. series, games. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like really the first major like indie horror game that I remember playing. As, like, seeing someone play... Like, uh, no, you know, not trying to throw any shade or anything here, but, like, I, I back when PewDiePie was a thing, uh, I he played, what was it, Slender the Eight Pages? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that looks good. And I was I was like, well, I'll download it. And that game scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and it then, was scary. It was really scary. And then there's a YouTube series called Marble Hornets that is pretty uh, student-filmy, like, from an acting standpoint. And some of that, but like I remember, it scared the shit out of my sister and I. Like it's definitely the kind of thing that you don't watch by yourself at like two in the morning. You know what I mean? Like on oh, summer vacation. Dude. I fucking hate to this day. To this day, I'm a grown ass man, and I will still if I I can't watch scary movies at like super nighttime or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, when you're by Especially, yourself, and you just get in your own head. Yeah, paranormal. Fuck out now. I'm done. I still, I'll, like, wash my hair, and I'll, like, wash my face really quick so I can open up my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Nah, ain't no ghost getting me. Catch a lack. <laughs> no way, no how. Catch these uh, hands then, is what they catch. And then a weird, like, uh, gonna bring it down a, a, a couple notches here. There was a real-life, like, uh, attempted murder ca- caused oh! by... I know this. Wonderman, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. T- oh my God. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia here just so I don't get any of the facts wrong. So on May 31st of 2014, are you laughing at the idea of pulling up Wikipedia? <laughs> Wikipedia. To get facts? Yeah. yeah. Uh, on May 31st in 2014 in Waukesha, Wisconsin, United States, two 12 year old girls, Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser, uh, lured their friend Peyton Lutner into a forest and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt to become proxies of the fictional character Slenderman. Leutner crawled to a road where she was found, and she actually recovered after six days in the hospital, uh, which is insane to me. That, like, 19 yeah. stab wounds, and she and she's, what, was, what did we say, 12 years old? And she uh, lived. And, and she lived and pulled herself, drug herself to, to safety. Um, but so Wire and Geyser, the two, the two girls, were found not guilty by mental disease or, defi- or defect, uh, which I think is fair. Uh, that, you know, there's obviously some sort of, you know, mental unwellness there, right? Sure. For them to think that if we kill this girl, we're going to become, like, we're basically going to become Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were committed to mental health institutions for sentences of 25 years to life and 40 years to life, respectively. So after seven years, Wire was granted early release and will be under supervision until the age of 37. Uh, but Geyser remains uh her serve her service so yeah what what the hell so apparently yeah. i don't want to get into all the the rundowns of everything 
but just obviously it's, a, it's something that had a, a major impact on the internet and things like that. And obviously this is a very, it didn't like cause a bunch of killings and things like that. Um, but the fact that it had enough widespread knowledge and input or impact that like these two girls who were unwell saw this and were like, oh man, this, it was convincing enough to them that they, they believed it wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's and, and nuts that they were able to 19 times dude. that's a lot, man. Yeah. And like, they were her friends. Yeah. Imagine the trust issues you have after that. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Imagine, yeah, you don't want to talk to nobody. Mm -mm. But yeah, I remember reading that, like I said, I forgot that it was all the way back in 2015. It feels like it was more recent than that. But yeah, that that was major major news and stuff. And uh, yeah, Slenderman, just the idea of of, uh, an internet-created folklore leading into video games, movies, and then like a real-life attempted... What impact? Yeah. You you got any more, or you think you want to head into into your... Um, What you're thinking about? There was one I wanted to go off of that you talked about, but I can't remember it. Was it Siren Head? Oh, no, 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 no. But it was still part of Creepypasta. Um, yeah. The one that like really stuck out to me that I found fascinating, um, per Cryptid Corner, you know, naturally I'm big into like government conspiracies. <laughs> now, do I believe all of them? That's where it gets wishy-washy, but I still think they're interesting to read. Yeah. But there is a, a, a creepy pasta that I'm not going to lie. I, I, if someone came out and said, like, you know what? I think this is real. I'd probably believe it. Um, back in, you know, like the 1940s during World War II, uh, Russia had captured, you know, three uh, enemies and they kept them in this chamber where they're trying experimental uh, gases, right? Not the fart. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not just shitting on you. But this gas that they were trying out was they're going to give to their soldiers to see. Essentially, it's to prevent them from sleeping. Yeah. So that, like, you know, when the enemy is sleeping, the they're not. You know, Russia's not. They're still up and very active. Right. So they're trying to. So they're testing everything, and they tell them, you know, you guys will be in here for like I think it was like ten days, right, with this yeah. gas, and then they'll release yeah. them and let them go home. Yeah. Or if not, they'd get killed. So really, it's like you're going to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. And this gas is released, and like, yep, they don't sleep, you know, and everything's going fine. And they all start going crazy, and like, one of them starts screaming to the point where like, rips his esophagus to the point where he can't speak anymore. Jesus. Yeah. And one of them, like, I think, one of them died. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one of Did them, they I think, got... evolve into cannibalism? Yeah, I think they, I think that's what it was, they eat one of them. Yeah, and that's how they die. They don't start screaming and like start scratching his face to the point where yeah, he's he can't he's talk. Out of his eyes. Yeah, and then one of them he doesn't want to leave the room. He says he wants to go back in. He wants the gas, and he starts <laughs> going on saying like, you know, we all want this gas, gas is some right. <laughs> it's a gas, <laughs> you know. Um, but he wants to go back in the room, and they're looking at they're talking about this gas like it's a deity. Yeah, but uh, all all of them, well, both of them, uh soon as their eyes closed because you know like it was like as soon as their eyes closed or something like that what yeah you've got this this retelling is riveting i gotta tell you thank you thank you yeah no um yeah i think you're right Hmm? yeah i I think you're on the right path yeah it was when they as soon as they closed their eyes they died yeah yeah the first time they closed their eyes they died both their hearts stopped and i was just like holy shit gone but i mean that you know, I don't think that sounds too far fetched, especially for governments. Right. You know, like, 
you know, especially during that time, you know, they were doing ungodly things. So, I mean, that doesn't, I mean, if someone, if I read that, and I could, I could probably believe something like that. I could buy it. But that was the only one I had left. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll, I'll mention one, but it's a super recent thing. And so it's not like Slender Man where it's got a bunch of, of, you know, things made off of it. But literally for a, uh, the like weekend game jams were like the, you know, it's an indie game development um, competition, basically. Somebody created uh, a creature called a Siren Head. Okay. Now I know what it, the Siren Head looks like, and we talked about it briefly, but I, other than that, I know nothing. Yeah. So let me pull up the, uh, yeah, fill me in, baby. The monster wiki. So. Siren Head is a humanoid monster created in 2018 by the Canadian artist respectfully known as Trevor Henderson. Siren Head was described by Henderson as the, quote, static physical form of unfathomable supernatural entity. Word. Uh, Siren Head is approximately 40 feet tall, can see without having any eyes, doesn't eat despite having organic teeth, uh, is rarely seen in areas with large populations, and is usually stationary but can move very quickly if need be. It uses its telephone pole-like appearance to hunt humans. Siren Head mm. has become extremely popular over the recent years after very well-known YouTubers uh, such as Markiplier, PewDiePie, and Jacksepticeye made their own videos about the creature and its various media and unofficial Many fan-made video games featuring Siren Head exist, though they are not made by Henderson himself. Uh, so yeah, I know they added a mod in Fallout for... Yeah, yeah, it got really popular, like they talked about, when the those YouTubers were playing the video games about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is scary, this idea of just this giant... I mean, it does. It looks like a tree or a pole. It's very tall and thin. And its face, it literally it just looks like the like um, tornado sirens, almost. And the fact that you'll just be like out in the woods, and just a siren will start going off, and you're like, what the hell is that? And then just come stomping out of the woods and eat you? What the hell? Pass. Pass. Yeah. Welcome back to Gaster Pass. Getting eaten by Siren Head? Pass. pass. Yeah, big pass. But no, yeah, I do. I just, again, that the idea of, like, just an internet-created folklore uh, creature, you know, it makes me think of the, the, the way that storytelling has evolved through the way that, you know, internet has changed things. Mm-hmm. But, I uh, think it's crazy how, yeah, like you were saying, they just create these things, which, oh, oh, dude, makes, you said, uh, the whole thing with Slenderman, it made me think of, uh, do you remember when the fucking clowns were a thing? Oh, yeah. Dude, I remember, I was, uh, I was still in school at the time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you would have been had, in, like, middle school, because I think I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I remember we had a, we had to lock the doors and go on a lockdown, because I think some, I think it was, like, fake, but somebody called in saying that there, <laughs> there's, there's a, a group of clowns. clowns. There's a group of clowns walking around the building. And so they locked yeah. down and called, you know, parents and police and stuff like that. All I remember is I didn't have to do my math test that day. And I was like, score. I just like the idea that for like a summer in like 2000, everywhere. There's everywhere. clowns out to kill people. Everywhere, dude. That seems like yesterday. That was forever ago, though. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Well, uh, it leads me to a question for you. What you been thinking about, bud? Now, so welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. All right, people. It's it's what you've been waiting for, cocksuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up. It's all over. So, for, you know, if you're new and you haven't listened to the old couple episodes, 
Uh, I've been talking about just doing a huge deep dive about aliens. And uh, it was supposed to be last week, but I need a little bit more time. But finally, it's here. It's now. It's fucking loud. It's gas. Easy. Um, so, I'll start off with talking about some of... Mainly two of the species of alien uh, that I'll be talking mostly about. The uh, Norwegians. The Norwegians, that is correct. Uh, but the first one is going to be your common, what they call, gray alien. Um, they are extraterrestrial beings who frequently are subjects of close encounters and alien abduction claims. The details such the details of such claims vary widely, but typically greys are described as human-like with small bodies and smooth grey-colored skin and large hairless heads and uh, large black eyes. Um, let's see, and then it jumps down here. But this one here, they get their name, a lot of it from uh, Roswell. Sure. Which if you don't yeah. know what Roswell, Roswell is a city in New Mexico. Uh, the southern east of New Mexico, to be exact, um, that had a bunch of sightings, but one of the biggest sightings for an alleged UFO crash was in 1947, um, and you know, we'll be digging into that later, but I mean, it's at a point where there's UFO museums, research centers there, panels, libraries, um, you know, everything like that that they have just about, you know, uh, alien interactions, which is huge. Uh, so the first one here that I wanted to talk about, let me see. Um, many Americans, uh, this is the Roswell aliens and their ship are still there. And this is what the theory is. So many Americans believe a UFO in parentheses and it's extraterrestrial crew crash landed in New Mexico in the New Mexico desert near Roswell on July 2nd of 1947. They also believe that the site was cleaned up by Air Force from nearby Roswell Army Air Force bases, which would make sense because, well, the time given. Right. Um, exactly. Eyewitness reports. Eyewitnesses reported that a three foot tall gray skinned alien uh, died in the crash, according to the according to Lauren Coleman, the co-author of quote unquote weird Ohio. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Weird Ohio. Ohio is not real. It's just a given. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing those memes where it's just Ohio is yeah. not real. Um, that's the idea that Elden Ring just takes place in Ohio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they and their space vessel were shipped off to Wright, Wright Patterson Air Force Base, uh, notorious for the name Hangar 18. Uh, everyone else has been trying to get there ever since. Uh, Senator Barry Goldwater supposedly asked the USAF uh, Curtis Lemay if he could see what was inside. Lemay told the senator that not only could he not get in, but he should never ask again. Yeah. So, I mean, don't stuff like that. Yeah, don't, don't ever ask. So, I mean, I think that's just nuts, but... Uh, let me see. I can click this link here. Do it, baby. Click dive a one. little more. Well, it dives in a little more of the next one I wanted to talk about. These are all just a couple uh, cool uh, sightings that I, I, you know, I was poking through. Yeah, neato. 
So, but the second one does uh, intertwine with the first one, talking about the tunnels under Wright State University uh, were originally meant for the Air Force, which is by the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah. So, just down the street from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is Wright uh, State University. Uh, the school has a convenient system of underground tunnels that allow students to uh, make their way to the class despite sometimes chilly weather outside. Um, it says that there's claims of almost two miles of tunnels that are underground, which is nuts. That's fucking bananas. Like, some locals believe that tunnels. Yeah, I mean, just underground, like, of course they'd have to originally be. What school would fucking do that? Right, yeah. Like, no one cares. But uh, some locals believe that during the Cold War, the base was a prime target for the Soviet ICBMs or ICBMs. Uh, yeah, intercontinental ballistic missile. Bingo. So naturally, they assumed that the tunnels were a part of the base's plan to escape nuclear blast and radioactive fallout. Others think the tunnels were a part of an abandoned separate military facility. The truth, as usual, is far less interesting, according to Wright State's newsroom. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Right, of course they're going to say something that's pushed it on the rug. The first right. building on campus was basically off the grid. Uh, when the next building went up two years later, the electrical systems of the two needed to be merged, so they built a simple tunnel between the two buildings. Eventually, they started allowing everyone to use the maintenance tunnels to move between buildings, which doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up to me. No, not at all. No. Since when would they let them use the maintenance tunnels? Right, that's fucking... That's, that's fucking... Yeah, I don't buy it. Not one bit. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't buy that if it were free. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. Dayton. Okay, so here is more about Hangar 18, which is the one we learned about. Uh, so part of Wright, uh, Wright Patterson. Yeah. Um. Oh, excuse me. This is Dayton. This is new, so please bear with me. Um. Yeah, this is a huge thing. That. Anyways. So a lot of these we are talking about do uh, involve Air Force uh, museums. Um, yeah. as well as Ohio. So whatever <laughs> is going on in Ohio, like you check out. Uh, but this one here, lovers, maybe Ohio is for aliens. Ha. Bingo. Got it. So this one here does take a little bit of a jump, but I still thought it was interesting to hear, uh, especially since the Wright Patterson Air Force Museum and uh, Roswell. So Chris <laughs> Woodyard, uh, author of Haunted Ohio, believes believe she's constantly followed while uh, walking around the cavernous museum as she tries to read the information panels. She writes that many uh, she writes that many airmen were very attached to their planes and some of the pilots seemingly live in them still. The Hopalong is a Skorsky UH-19B I'm not, I don't I don't know planes that well. Exactly. That would uh, medevac troops in Korea and Vietnam. Uh, the museum staff says that they see the pilot in the seat flipping switches and trying to get home. The seat is actually still stained with that pilot's blood. But and then it jumps to oh there's a couple. I thought there's only one. Well, mm, there's an, another. It's still in the same uh, museum. I just missed this part. I guess. Uh, a young Japanese boy is said to hang around the boxcar, the B-29, that dropped the fat man, the atomic bong, bomb, yeah. on Nagasaki, Japan. <laughs> atomic bong. 
<laughs> Stop. This is <laughs> all you hear. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it, it like cut out ever so slightly, so it was just silent for a minute, and then you just faintly hear. <laughs> no, drop the fat man, the atomic bomb on Nagasaki, Japan. He supposedly comes out at night when very few people are around. But then it shows a, a picture here of of the plane that dropped the bomb. And I think that's that's very sad. Yeah, it is. Um, and then let's see here. I gotta tell you, it's a shame that that isn't your last thing because that blend that segues into my heart, my uh, what you're thinking about really well. Oh shit! Well, do we want? No, to yeah, no, you're good. No, 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 you're fine. <clears throat> so the the fifth one I have here is going to be the Air Force's engineering alien technology, and this still goes back to the Roswell crash. Okay. All right, dude, I'm yeah. telling you, I got it. Like I did. Like it's all connected. It's all connected. Um, Welcome to a, a week in the life of me. You did research. <laughs> so the Roswell crash wasn't the only extraterrestrial crash in the U.S. Depending on who you ask, some allege that there were more before 1952, and all the debris and their pilots with big with blue green skin this time were all taken to right Pat. One of the crash in, one of the crashes held as many as 16 alien bodies. Jesus here. Um. When there were any survivors, American medicine killed the aliens trying to save them. Cellular genetic research is supposedly conducted by the Air Force there. Uh, another crash yielded a ship made by a lightweight material impenetrable by any earthly means whenever a UFO crash happens. The wreckage is sent to right pat uh, to reverse to be reverse engineered, or so the story goes. Did you say that right pat was a museum as well as Correct. an airbase? There is a, the whole theory is, I mean, this was maybe a couple years ago. Uh, uh, they moved. There is a, you know, there's right, right Pat Air Force Museum. And then underneath, there is a big theory and a conspiracy going around that there's a right, uh, right Pat Air Force like research space. Yeah, that's all underneath. Yeah, um, we gotta go there. Yeah, dude, we got to make a trip. Yeah, break in. Because, yeah. <laughs> Where are the aliens? Um, <laughs> That's a quick way to get shot. Bingo. But, uh, yeah, some believe technologies from UFOs at Wright Pat include fiber optics, lasers, night vision, and uh, the integrated circuit and particle beams. So they believe that those are some of the ones that we did not figure out on our own. Damn. Yeah, it could be that we just reverse engineered it. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, man, these guys were onto something. And then... Let's see here. But on the same note, do we want to take notes from the dudes that crash landed? What losers? <laughs> what? So do we want to take notes from the dudes that crash landed? Like, no. Boof. I didn't work I just that imagine way. they are too fucking current. Nobody's watching the wheel. And they're all just fucking <laughs> breaking it down. And then the last second, they're, oh, fuck. And they try to pull out. And they're all just die. Right. And we're like, what marvelous creatures. Yeah. And they just got fucking just like, Malibu and Tito up there. And just, it was three of them. Huh? How many of the bodies? It says that there are 16 originally. Jesus! Like, yeah, the, you know, 16 <laughs> bodies. So 16 just aliens. Just a charter bus 
Uh, it was a party bus, is what it was. <laughs> it was someone's Nobody's bachelor party. Nobody's watching the wheel. Someone's bachelor party, and they just got fucked up. <laughs> Dude, I am just dying over the fact that one of these aliens is like, dude, I gotta step away from the wheel right now. What's happening is What's too going important. On yeah. He thought he put on the uh, the cruise control, you know? Yeah, he autopilot. He's, I gotta yeah. get back there. Uh, yeah, and they're all like, there he is, you know? <laughs> there he is. And the computers are like, wank, wank, wank. He's like, oh, oh shit. I was driving. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Moving They're all ripping motion. bongs, taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> he is fucked up, and he's like, "Ah, I'm good to drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to drive." Well, I'm solid. Like they tried to take the keys from him, but he's just like, "I'm good. I'm solid." <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just a fucking party bus. <laughs> god damn! That's how I wish. That's how I wish it was. Like if aliens are really like that, <laughs> I want it. They're just getting turned up. Oof. Fuck. But, uh, other than that, Colin, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about, uh, like, alright, so yeah, hard, hard handbrake turn here. There's this fucking podcast that I've, I've been, I've always listened to, like, off and on, uh, mm-hmm. but I've, I've picked it back up here recently, and it's called Hardcore History. Okay. And I don't not think I'm, no, huh? <laughs> I'm not, like, I don't think I'm gonna bolster his, uh, his, his listeners, because he's been... He's like an OG podcaster. He's been doing it for like a better part of two decades, as long as okay. podcasting's been a thing, really. But he is a historian. Like he's a, a history buff and a journalist who has started. He just is, does his podcast, and basically, he does very in-depth, long-form podcasts that are really well researched and well edited together. And he'll do like six-hour episodes, Jesus, uh, about different topics. And a lot of times, he'll do. Um, so, you know, like a multi-part series. So like what my, my, um, gateway into his, his content was a seven part series, I think on world war one called a blueprint for Armageddon. Okay. And it is phenomenal. Um, it does a really good job of like humanizing a lot of things. Cause it's hard to like empathize with somebody a hundred years ago. Right. And mm-hmm. so it does a really good job of like giving you, primary sources of like here's here's a, a first person perspective of someone that was there right 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 um, and and he does really good he's got a good narration voice uh and he he's his whole thing about it being hardcore history is he kind of talks about some of the stuff that might have been glossed over in history class sure so like for example you mentioned um um the the, the atomic bombs and yeah. I've been listening here recently when I picked it back up to a series called Supernova in the East. And it's about the mm-hmm. Japanese Empire uh, leading up to the end of World War II and basically their rise and then eventual, you know, fall there at the end. Yeah. And, and just some of the stuff that I'm like, I didn't know that. Like, obviously, I've learned about World War II and I know that the Pacific was really not a great place for any of the people fighting there uh, on either side. It was, you know, a pretty nasty war, but the, some of the details that get either um, left out or glossed over in like history class or even on like the History Channel mm-hmm. um, is is astounding. Like some of the 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 methods of torture and um, the the Japanese at that time were the the soldiers were like known for 
um, committing suicide to avoid capture. Oh my god. And, <clears throat> and not just like in like the ceremonial ways that you picture that you've like might have seen in movies, like what is it called? Uh, seppuku. Yeah, that's, um, that's what my first thought was. But like he talks about there's several different eyewitness accounts of them like pulling the pin on a grenade and just holding it to their head. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's like those are things that you don't know. Like that's how bad it was, you know. And so then you're like, man, that puts a whole different light on, you know. Well, when a lot of times when people think about World War II, they think about you know the war in Europe and then like the dropping of the atomic bombs. But there was a ton of really hard, nasty war that took place in the Pacific that- way before, um, you know, the bombs were dropped. And I just think it's he he does a really good job of. Um, somehow managing to stay unbiased where, like, he doesn't paint the Japanese as, like, a fully just one color, they're the bad guy. Right? Sure. He talks about, like, on a person-to-person level, um, you know, here's one Japanese soldier who thought this wasn't great. And he does a good job of laying the groundwork within their culture of here's how culturally they could get to a place where that was commonplace. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, which I think is an interesting way to do it so that it's not strictly like, um, you know, American exceptionalism or Japanese bad or anything like that. It's, right. it's strictly here's the facts and here's the story. Um, yeah. And he does a really good job of that with everything he does. And yeah, like it's easy to binge it if you're into history. Obviously, you have to have a, an interest in that. Um, but yeah, he does a good job of, of conveying it in a narrative way. And I think well, and that, people should check it out. That makes me, you know, that makes you think, you know, like, because obviously, you know, I, I do feel knowing the importance of history and how yeah. how fucked up it was. Mm-hmm. It's like, I felt like, I think that would have been, I say neat, but not in that kind of way. I think it would have been neat yeah. to know that, to get a better understanding. Um, yeah. But it is kind of like, that's very intense. Yeah, so it's like, how do you, at what age do you think? Right, yeah, when do you, when do you learn that? Yeah. Right. Because I remember, I, oh God, I can't remember when it was, but I know it was early late middle school, early high school could have been. Um, I read a book about uh, this woman who lived in some of the camps the U.S. made for Japanese people. Yeah, the during... internment camps. Yeah, and like... Was it Farewell to Manzanar? I think so. Yeah. But, you know, that's like the only book we read about it, and I remember being fascinated because I was like, whoa. whoa this happened? Like, Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, we did this? And so, like, I, you know, it is, there still is that big, you know, we make America look amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of blind spots in, in world history when it comes to, and I, it's not just the Americans that do it. Every country does it. Sure. Uh, well, a lot of countries do it, you know, um, you know, t- kind of glaze over some of the not as pretty things, right? Mm-hmm. Like you figure, I, the example I always use, is I remember the Trail of Tears was like, maybe a page in the history book. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of gets gets brushed over when it's basically, like, <laughs> equivalent to a genocide. Yeah. You know, and, and it's easy to just brush it away and not... Oh, yeah, no, we... I vaguely remember learning about that in history. You know, but... Yeah, but nothing... I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, remember any specific details, but, I, yeah, I do remember it was... Br- mm-hmm. Hmm. Makes you think. Yeah. Uh, In so, another world, I think it'd be very interesting to be a historian major. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he talked about. Uh, I, I've heard him talk. He's done like some interviews um, where he was a guest, and he's talk- His name's Dan Carlin, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so if you want to look him up, it's Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Again, not a sponsor. Not but, a sponsor. Uh, he, uh, he's talked about the fact that he went to school for, I think, to be a historian or a journalist, whichever way it was. One of his uh, like main professors was like, if you're going to do that, you want to also like have a focus in the other. So if he went to school for journalism, I believe it was, he went to school for journalism and they were like, you should be a historian as well because the way that history is written about can inform the way you write about the present and the mm-hmm. future, which I think is a pretty interesting way to, to look at the world. And you can definitely tell that he has a journalistic background because he does write well. And like I said, he, he, he presents it very well and he's got a good voice for it as well. He's a good broadcaster, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, um, that's all I've got on that. Do you have anything you apply to your, uh, your, your cryptids, your aliens? Um, lately I've been, I've been playing Uncharted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I finally started getting back into that. Um, oh, I beat Stray, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were telling me about that. I gotta, I gotta finish that game. There's yeah, a shit ton of there. games I gotta play. Yeah. Uh, there's a game my buddy recommend. He actually fucking bought it. I mean, he's a gem of a man. Um, wow. called Amori that he says it's a really interesting game. So I gotta play. I've that. heard of that. I haven't played it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Damn. He he says it's a real heart tugger. It it, it yeah. pulls at your heartstrings a lot. So I figured that'd be a lot of fun to play. But yeah, I started replaying Uncharted, and um, it is you know like every time I I, I pick it up and uh, I start playing it, I do kind of I get lost in it, and uh, yeah, it I don't know, just kind of like it brings back good memories, just of like simple. You know, it's just like I lo- I love the story. I feel like I can just get behind it and um, just hold such a nostalgic feeling. And I, it's amazing because I can just constantly play the game over and over again, and I wouldn't right. get tired of it. Yeah, relive it. Because I mean, it truly is. You know, the first, second, and th- you know, first, second, third, and fourth story. Um, it all has a nice flow. I think you know, there's not a bad game. I don't think any of them are bad. I think they're no. all bangers. <laughs> they tie in perfectly, but still have a new story, keeping things fresh. Um, you know, just not not a dull moment in it, and that's why I feel like I can just as soon as I'm done with it, wait maybe a couple months, and I feel like you know, like it's kind of like watching a movie. Yeah, that's how I feel about the show Breaking. Yeah, you know, like there's you just so I've done like for a while there, I did annual watches of it. <laughs> I haven't watched it in the last couple of years, but yeah. But I mean, so that's just what I've been thinking about. I got a bunch of games I got to play. Um, I got a f- something's going on with my PC. It keeps. It's not letting me download some certain games. It says something about storage, but nothing's. It's all that blue yeah. chew. Um, yeah. I'll say all those weird sites you've been going to. <laughs> Strictly for blue chew. <laughs> no, but I gotta go take it somewhere, get it fixed, or I don't know. But other than that, I mean, not real. Oh shit! No, actually, there is. I bought an original Atari. Oh damn! It's an OG. You know. Uh, <laughs> Wood paneling and everything. Yeah, wood paneling and everything, and the the games I got for it were Pac Man. Okay. Uh, uh, shit. Hold on. Let me. Jeez. Wouldn't it be nice? Okay. So I got Pac Man, Kangaroo, Atlantis, Star Master, and Space Invaders. Space Invaders. Dude. Oh yeah. All the original, like OG games. OG. How many times do you think we could say OG? OG. OG. Golly. Um. But no, so yeah, I got my hands on one of those. I'm excited to set it up and everything like that. And, you know, I have to get the, the correct uh, HDMI cord for it. My dog is coming down to say hello. Howdy. I got something you would be excited to hands on. What? My, my penis. Well, anyways. Uh, yeah, that's 
too aggressive. I apologize. But yeah, that's all I've really been thinking about. Well, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about it. Share it on social media. Uh, like you joked about earlier when you tried to do my outro. Uh, <laughs> when you realized you were watching a lot of stuff. You should. Uh, word of mouth can be one of the biggest endorsements. Uh, <laughs> Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us questions, uh, send us <laughs> links to stuff we shouldn't be clicking on. How would they do that? Of course, you can. <laughs> You can always reach out to us. Our YouTube is Simply One Podcast. Our Facebook and Instagram is Simply One Podcast. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply. And then our email is, of course, simply whelmed, simply whelmed mailbag at gmail. You fucking said simply whelmed. What a loser. Whelmed. Whelmed. Simply whelmed mailbag. Shut up. Uh, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, so I'm thinking next week. Uh, yeah, next week it is. We'll be discussing Prey. Which should yeah. be out on Hulu this Friday. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I thought it was that. in theater. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I, I know. Now, even when I brought it up the first time on the show, it was a, a Hulu exclusive, so just how much you listen, I remember. Mango. Uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that wasn't a fart. Uh, pretty excited about that movie. I hope it's gonna be good. It's the same director as 10 Cloverfield Lane, so I've got a lot of... Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna poop my pants, so thank you everyone so much for listening. That's the end of the show, Chris. Tell everybody bye. Bye. Fuck.